welcome to Two Fat Brokers podcast or videocast. I'm Ben from Abu Dhabi. Barney from Dubai. And um, today we're going to be talking about a new announcement. Uh, well, it was announced a while ago, but it's just recently been uh, been put in place by Dubai, and that is retirement visas. So, uh, just to um, give a brief outline, you can now get a five-year retirement visa if you're over the age of 55, and you have one of the following, a property worth two million, a million in savings, or an income of 20,000 dirhams. So you can get a, a month. I think it's a, a month, yeah, and I think it's a, it's a five-year retirement visa. So uh, renewable every five years. Yeah, so I think this is, uh, and we've, we've done another podcast on this, uh, this is one of the initiatives by um, the UAE government as a whole, specifically here, we're talking about Dubai, although this has been debated in, uh, with, by Abu Dhabi as well, um, in a, an attempt to get people to um, stay in the Emirates longer, uh, spend their money here, because obviously uh, if, you're a, if you've got a job here and you lose your job or you retire, you have to go back to your home country, even if you were born here, if you're not a citizen. So you know, it, it's an attempt by the government to get people to stay here longer, even if they're not productive working members of society. But they do have an income of 20,000 dirhams a month. Yes. And they do have asset value here. So they would yeah. be considered somebody that's gonna that's gonna spend money and, and, and boost the economy. But they might have a they might have an income of twenty thousand. That's true, they yeah. might. Yeah. So okay. I think let me caveat everything I say after this because I might be a little bit controversial, which he's gonna hate. I think it's fantastic that the UAE are doing uh, are creating these kind of initiatives to persuade people to be here longer. Obviously we've got the, the investment visa, we've got the gold card, now we've got the retirement visas. My question is who would retire to the UAE when the cost of living, not necessarily housing, but the cost of living is so expensive. And again, anecdotally, I have a friend of mine who's here, been here for a couple of weeks, and he has been living in a hotel, not a particularly expensive hotel, um, and he's managed to spend about 20,000 dirhams having been here for 15 days. Um, wow, yeah. that's a good going. I mean, I that's dinners, that's lunches, you know, and I think if you go to many other major cities, the cost of living is exponentially less. Well, it's a, it's a choice, right? I mean, some people might have been born in, in, in Dubai or Abu Dhabi and their friends are here. So, you know, they want to stay here as opposed to go back, you know, to, to wherever nominally their home is. Or they might have lived here for 20 years and they want to stay. Um, you know, uh, I think there's a lot cheaper cities here than, than here, but people come here, you know, initially to work but some want to stay, and if they want to stay, you know, let them. It won't be for everyone. And my next question is, okay, so you have a investor's visa which are valid for six months and they're renewable, and I think they cost around 11,000 dirhams every six months. Now my question is, most people who retire into the UAE are not going to be here during the summer. Is that fair? Nobody I really mean, unless, unless, it's your, unless it's your proper home, but yeah, I guess if you've yeah. got the option, you go on holiday. So how, does it, how does it compare to an investor's visa, which is six months for 11,000 euros. Let me know what an investor visa, what is that? So if you own a property, I think it's over a million dirhams, you're eligible for a six months investor visa. Okay, I mean, I, I mean, obviously you've got to renew that every six months. Yeah. Um, obviously you need a property with it. So if this is someone who doesn't have a property but has a million in savings or 20,000 uh, dirham income, you know, it might be valuable for them. But also it's, it's, it's a longer term security, right? It's five years as opposed to six months renewable. Uh, presumably every six months you've got to re-qualify for it and reapply. I mean, the, 
the actual short termness of it, you know, even for five years, is, is still an issue. I would want the retirement visa to be longer because as soon as you, well, you're 55, fine, five-year visa is great, but what if you're 80 or 85 and you want this visa because you want to, you know, presumably live here for the rest of your life? You don't want to be 85 and all of a sudden, you know, you don't qualify for this visa for some reason. And then you have to move and, and start a new life somewhere else at 85. So you want that, you know, you want that security through. And I think presumably, if you if you meet one of the three <clears throat> requirements, you then get to renew it for another five. Yeah, but I mean, you know, uh, maybe you've got a million in savings, and then you, you're eating three of savings, and then you've only got nine nine hundred and fifty thousand, so you don't qualify anymore. So then you have to leave. You know, so, so I think that's an issue. Well, that's up to the individual. I mean, there, there are visa, <clears throat> there are reasons that you would have your visa in any country revoked. Oh, this is just one of this is one of their caveats. I understand. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I think uh, you, there's no way that you can be a burden on the state if you're a retiree here, right? Because you need health insurance. You don't have health Which insurance. Private, you, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so you know, and obviously there's no there's no welfare if you if you're homeless or you don't have any money. So you can't be a burden on the state. It's not possible. The state is never going to pay for you. You know, apart from in terms of police and roads and things like that, it's not going to pay for you if you, if you run out of money. So <clears throat> I think they should offer longer term, lifetime retirement visas if you've worked here for, for a while or you, or you hit these, um, these thresholds initially. I think now we're paying that as expatriates, I think there's going to be more of a calling for that. Yeah. But I think for that to be possible, then, then taxation, as it were, would need to increase. No. I don't think so because you're not a, you're not a burden on the state. You're you're paying rent. You're taking up rent somewhere. You're, you're buying roads, food, electricity, air conditioning. Yeah, but you're paying you're paying for electricity and air conditioning. The only things you're not paying for is police, roads, the malls, and things like that, which are semi-government owned. But you're spending, you know, and, and and that's what the government wants. The reason why it's it's, ha it's you know having these uh, these things is it wants you know more people here to take up real estate and buy, uh, but it wants more people here to to spend money and and uh, and and. and Plow that money and back. Tourism, into the I suppose, to a degree, because if your grandparents are living here, then you're more likely to fly out to see yeah, them. Absolutely. I mean, obviously, the UAE is a huge tourist destination. Yeah. Um, so there's obviously all of these residual factors that. And your grandparents will fly as well back to their home countries or wherever. Using or one of the national carriers and come back again. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I don't see there's a downside um, to it because you know the you're, you're just not a burden on the state. So I think I think it's a very positive thing, and it, and and actually in a way. This is, it's, it's, it's a really interesting, um, because right now from coronavirus, a lot of people have lost, lost their jobs and they've had to leave the country. Whereas let's say, you know, we're, we're, we're from the UK. If we lost our jobs in the UK, we'd stay. We'd stay and we'd rent and we'd spend money and we'd still be helping contribute to that economy. But here in the UAE, you lose your job. You've got to leave and go back um, to your Unless home country. You for an investor visa. Unless, unless you get a, a visa in another way. And so a lot of people talk about it's great to export unemployment, but only if you're having to support those unemployed people. So let's say we became unemployed here in the UAE. You know, we wouldn't get support from the government. You know, we wouldn't be a cost to the government, but we'd still be paying rent and buying things in malls and you know, buying food and still be contributing to the economy for as long as we can. And then at some point we decide, 
you know, okay, you know, we'll run out of money or whatever the case mm. might be, and, and then we, we go back to our home country. So I think, I think exporting unemployment for the UAE is not that valuable in the way, you know, it, you, you'd love it if you were a UK or something and you could just send all your unemployed somewhere else because they're a huge burden on the state, obviously. I don't really mean that to, to, <laughs> to the UAE. It's free to keep unemployed people here. I mean, the, the only downside would be an increase in crime, I guess. Uh, so Destitution. Yeah, exactly. But I think this, this visa is, is really a great thing because you can see that the government is now wanting to change the look of, you know, of, of the UAE from somewhere where you import labor because you need it. And once you're finished with that labor, yeah. you get rid of it to actually you know, Im importing people um, because of their spending power. I think their, it also shows habits. that the, the, the UAE is starting to understand that they need to be a more inclusive society and as much as, as exactly what you're just saying, you know, they need, uh, because the, the indigenous population is not that big um, and they have their own skill sets, they, are, they begin to realize that they need people to populate the city on a longer term basis. When I moved here and you moved here 12, 11, 12 years ago, this was a place where you came, you earned money, you sent it home, and you went home and you followed your cash and there you retired or you did whatever. Whereas now they're trying to make it more of a, um, a city for life, which at the end of the day, with all of the, the, the visa changes that they're making, is a fantastic thing. Yeah, I saw a, a good interview with um, Tim Cook from Apple and they were talking to him about um, immigration. Immigrate Tim Clark, anyway, uh, about immigration in the US, and obviously they're clamping down on immigration. And he said, "Listen, if I was president, I'd run this place like a like a business. I would import intellectual capital. I'd get the cleverest people. I'd get them to come and work in my company, country, and I'd get them to stay there because you know the some of the like biggest what China are doing, but they're just not letting you leave. I don't. China's <laughs> not that keen for other people to come in. They do. Uh, anyway." But, but yeah, so even if one of those you know, super clever people who works you know, wherever, they lose their job, what they'll often do is start their own business, all right? Uh, um, you know, and, and build a business you know, there and, and use their own you know, intelligence and, and knowledge to build a business. Here in the UAE, I think it's missing out there because as soon as you, you lose your job, unless you've got all that prepared, you have to leave. Mm. Maybe you'll go and start that business in your own country. So I think it would be a great idea for the UAE to import that intellectual capital because it's a fantastic place to live in, and there's nowhere really like it in this area where you can, you can draw from Eastern Europe, you know, the whole of uh, the, the Indian subcontinent, North Africa, even, even Sub-Saharan Africa. So yeah. you can actually draw a huge amount of intelligence in here, but you don't want it to just come in here and let's say work for the government and then leave. You want them to come in here and stay and build their businesses. And there's a huge, I don't know what it's like in Dubai, but right now in Abu Dhabi, there's a huge drive towards tech and startups mm. and, and you know um, all that kind of uh, uh, fintech, medtech, everything. SMEs yeah, and what driver? Intellectual uh, capital. capital. Yeah, so I think this invest, going back to what we're talking about here in the retirement visa, it's hopefully it's a thin end of the wedge of of a big attempt by the UAE to bring brains and intelligence and into the UAE. Yeah, and keep them as mentors. They've, yeah, they've always been good at, good at bringing brains into the UAE. Great examples here. <laughs> I reckon they get rid of us. Tweedledum and Tweedledee. Uh, two fat brokers. Yeah. We have been two fat brokers. What a, great, what a great place to end on. Thank you very much. We have been two fat brokers. See you next time. Bye. Bye.